welcome to the desk of Lady Ada. Hi. <laughs> I'm inside the circuit playground. Uh, well, welcome to Desk Lady Ada. It's late night, but we had a busy day, so this is where we finally had some time to sit down and maybe do some electronics. So, um, tonight I just wanted to do a, a quick chat about Raspberry Pis and real-time clocks and just talk a little bit about why you want a real-time clock. I'm working on a really small real-time clock add-on. And uh, it's a common question, it's a common thing people want to do to their Pi once they know why they want it. Do you know what a real-time clock is, um, Mr. Ladyita? Well, I mean, is it a clock that tells you what the real time is? Yes. I'm glad I passed this test. Good work. You're qualified. I'm here all week. Thanks. Um, so, yeah, it's basically a, a clock that tells you the real time, which is kind of a weird thing to think about because, like, we have watches and everything around us has, uh, you know, timekeeping ability. But actually, it's really hard for electronics to know the correct time. It's it's actually like a, one of the hardest things to do, and the reason for that is um, to keep track. I mean, basically. Computers and electronics can only keep track of time with like a crystal oscillator, something that um, clicks back and forth, you know, n times a second, maybe you know about thirty-two thousand times a second. And by counting those ticks, it can keep track of time. But you have to set the time, right? Because I remember like you get your VCR um, it used to be like you would TV or VCR you, or your oven or your microwave. You have to set the time the first time. And that's why you get like the blinking 1200. There's a real time clock inside of your microwave or oven, but unless your microwave or oven has an internet connection, um, it doesn't know the time. Like it comes to you from the factory, it doesn't know what the time zone is or the time, so you have to set it. And then, of course, you have to set it every time there's a, uh, if there's a like leap uh, second or, or leap, uh, sorry, the daylight savings time, and you have to bring the time forward or backwards an hour, um, it's not going to be able to keep track of that. And so that's why engineers who love keeping track of time invented NTP, the Network Time Protocol. And that is basically what allows everything connected to the internet to know the time, because basically what you do is as soon as you connect to the internet, you can just get the time from any of thousands of, of servers that basically all they do is, is tell you the time. And I can even like look on a website for an NTP server. That's why you plug in your computer and it will, once you tell it the time zone, it will always sync up. And so while VCRs used to require you to set the time where they would blink 1200, nowadays we don't have VCRs, we have DVRs. And they all connect to the internet or, or basically the internet through your cable connection. And so they get the time set that way. And that's why you don't usually have to set the time on those. Maybe you have to set the time zone, but they usually know the time. All right. Well, it's a little bit about real-time clocks. But it'd the, be fantastic if you could perhaps show some type of hardware demo or how this relates to me in my life. I would like to do that. Um, okay, so can you go to the um, overhead background thing? Yes. Um, so here's a Raspberry Pi. Is that a real-time clock? It is, but I'd like to show the Raspberry Pi. I'll put it back in the location it was before. Okay. I'm going to remove this. So this is a you know Raspberry Pi computer, and uh, you got you know the Ethernet here, USB, um, headphone jack, camera connection, HDMI, micro USB power, power supply, um, 
uh, I think that's a display, uh, chip, and then the GPIO. I think this is a Pi 2. Yeah, this is a Pi 2. And um, so what there isn't on here is a real-time clock. And you can always tell there's a real-time clock because there would be a little coin battery somewhere. You do need to have a battery backup because otherwise when you remove the power, that crystal that clicks back and forth, there's no way for you to power it without, like you have to have a battery of some sort. And so historically, if you look on like your motherboard, for example, for your computer, I'm not gonna take my computer apart because I'm using it right now, there's a coin cell battery on there. There's a battery that keeps track of time. So when you power off of your computer, it knows the time even if it's not going to the internet. Um, so wait, so you're saying that a Raspberry Pi, this portable computer, doesn't have a real-time clock in it? No, they don't. So how does it, but it seems to have the right time when I use it. How does that work? It, it has the right time when you use it because like 99% of the time when people use a Raspberry Pi, they connect it to the internet. And then when you go to the internet, if you type in like NTP server, for example, there's like a list of all these servers. There's one that Raspberry Pi uses. And how do they know what time it is? Um, you know, they basically they basically go to one of these places, time a dash nist.gov. And how do they know what time it is? They actually use usually either uh, a GPS device um, or they're synchronized to um, one of like the main, there is like a central timekeeping service in America that uses like cesium clocks and shit and like it's, um, you know, like it, it uh, you can measure the time by looking at, I think at the, the frequency of oscillations of a, of a star that they've determined, like the frequency of, of flickering of the star um, or the um, number of transitions of a hydrogen atom per second. I'm trying to remember, there's a couple different things where, I think none of these places, you have to actually like connect, you have to connect through with the NTP server, they don't have a web server. Maybe NIST.gov does. But you know what, time.gov, right? I think I used time.gov once. There you go. So this is a place that, it has a web service as well as NTP. So this has, this has the, the correct time. But yeah, usually there's, there's a couple ways you can tell like the true, true, true time. Um, for 99.9% .9 accuracy, you can use GPS, um, but the GPS satellites are also synchronized. Uh, they're basically synchronized for you, but it's just really inexpensive. You can get like a, a GPS receiver for about 40 bucks or less and synchronize that way to get like true, true time. So you don't have to connect, connect to the internet. Um, if you live in Colorado, you can use the WWVB, which is a radio broadcast that tells you the time over like a radio um, transmission, you can't really get on the East Coast, like you can if you like hold it out the window to the, you know, the western sky. Um, if you have, I guess, any kind of satellite, and basically any sort of way to communicate with the outside world, you can usually get the time. A time service is very common. And like I said, the internet, like Linux computers, Mac, Windows, they all have NTP built in. So like Apple probably runs their own NTP service even. I would like to thank time.gov for not blowing your budget on web design. I totally, this has not changed since the 80s. This is, this is classic. Classic, look at this. It's awesome. Anyways. Yeah, look at no this. No waste. Like, no waste here. There's like no. Haste makes waste. There's no Ruby on Rails. There's a Flash version. I want to hear about this about this. Ain't thing. no Drupal going on here. Hopefully this will stay up for a while. Anyways. But it works on every browser. 
Anyways, time.gov, you can always remember that. So basically, the equivalent for your Raspberry Pi, if you have an Ethernet cable or Wi-Fi that can connect, it will go and basically visit time.gov, an equivalent, and say, what time is it? 12.47 p.m., um, you know, and then you set it to the time zone. But if you don't have it connected to the Internet, um, you know, maybe you're doing some data logging or maybe the Internet connection is, is if you're maybe you're building like a, a clock, right? Some people want to build like a gigantic wall clock with a Raspberry Pi, or they want to have something that occurs on a regular basis, but they don't want to depend on the internet connection. You can get a separate real-time clock module, and you wire it up. Veggie Vampire says you can ping Google, and they do the time. I guess. Oh yeah. Yeah, you can do stuff with Google. Letter. Okay. Anyways. All right. So this is what time, time is. All right. Okay. So can you go to the uh, overheady version again? Yeah. Okay. So this is a real-time clock module. So this is one I just designed. You can. DIY your own, you can buy uh, real-time clock chips. And so this is that coin cell battery. See, there's like a battery in there. So even a battery this small will last like 10 years. They last forever. These real-time clocks don't need much battery, but they do need some. And on the bottom, this is the crystal over here. And this is the real-time clock chip. And then there's a couple components that just needs to, to run well. And basically, chip plus crystal plus battery is all you need for real-time clock. Sometimes the crystals inside of the chip for more expensive, you know, um, calibrated oscillators, but you know, this type where you have it external is also fine. It's not, not that expensive and it uh, takes a little bit more space, but it costs less to have two parts rather than having it all integrated. And then um, on top, there's a little coin cell holder with the, uh, the coin cell that you can pull out. Do that. And then um, when the coin cell's out, it loses the time. So I can actually show that. So next step, let's um, plug this into our Pi. And this Pi is actually um, connected to the internet. It's got ethernet plugged in. So I can um, talk to it. But uh, this would work just as well, you know, if you didn't have ethernet. Okay, so next step, can you go to, um, yeah. So let's connect to our Pi. And I actually did a bunch of the setup because I just wanted to, um, Show what it show, what it looks like when you're done. Hold on, let me go to. So this is the guide. Let me do the terminal. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna put my location. But this is the guide which we already have. It's called adding a real time clock to a Raspberry Pi, and uh, we recently updated it for uh, Jesse and Wheezy. So first up, you set I squared C, which is the way that the chip communicates with. Um, the Raspberry Pi, and then um, so uh, once you have once you have that working, you basically can say, okay, list me all the I squared C devices. On a somewhat related note, there is a vote to call this a micro bonnet. I don't know what to call it. It's not really a bonnet. There's just a vote. I know. Votes don't really count, It's a thing. I want it to be as small as possible so, like, you could plug, you know, to somewhere somewhere. Anyways, yeah. it uses address uh, 60 and then 8. You have to, like, kind of look at... This is, like, the 60 series, and this is 8 down here to where these two lines cross. And it's already installed, so it gets UU. I don't know why it says UU, but basically it doesn't have two dashes. And... Um, you have to basically set up a device tree overlay. This is actually kind of nice. Um, by setting up the overlay, you don't have to do nearly as much work. So, what's up? There's two votes for Micro Bonnet. Oh, 
Um, so you set I squared C on. And then there's all these commands are in the tutorial. I'm not going to go through the whole thing. And then you set up the device tree overlay. And in this case, I'm using the PCF8523. Each real-time clock, the 99.9% .9 use I squared C, but they have slightly different configuration. So you do want to make sure you get the right one here because they, they use the same address even, like the DS1307, DS2331, the PCF8523, which I like. But you do have to, you have to get the right one because otherwise you might get weird results. And the Pi doesn't know, like it's, there's no way for it to know which one you installed. So if you said DS1307, but it's really a PCF8523, seconds and minutes will be reversed. Like really annoying, right? Like it, it, like weird stuff like that occurs. So be careful. And then um, you have to remove this uh, fake hardware clock. Basically because there's no real-time clock, but like Linux is like, what do you mean? Every, it's not used to running on computers like this that don't have a um, real-time clock because again, every motherboard has a real-time clock. In fact, I think I have an image of what an original, hold on, real-time. I've informed the chat room that, oh. What? Why is my camera going all weird? Oh, here I am. Here I've informed the chat room that I am willing to sign an executive order to make microbonnets a consideration. Okay, thank you. I'll take that under consideration. MOSFET, give me my pen. Okay. <laughs> um, so over at the tutorial, that the, the general purpose tutorial about real-time clocks, this is actually an image. I think this is from Wikipedia. This is a real-time clock. And what's really cool is you would say it's like real-time, ramified. It's like bonafide. Real-time clock, and there's a little, like, alarm clock. Nobody has alarm clocks like this anymore. Like, who has an alarm clock with two bells? Like, it's just like the save icon. Who even has that anymore? That is cool that it's a chip with a clock on it. Yeah, so what this would have, actually, is the coin battery inside of it, or lithium battery inside like, of it. Young kids will be like, that's a weird-looking mouse. I know. It's like a little, it's like a pig or something. <gasps> yeah, it doesn't make much sense. Um... So since it's so unusual for... Oh, yeah. MOSFET's available. Someone said his MOSFET around. He's around. He's, he, he's around, but he's, he's around. like barely... Like, he's barely conscious. He got into Lady A's electronic bag and started eating her turkey sandwich. He did. He Total loves, garbage cat. He loves turkey. <laughs> this cat is like... He, nothing he loves more than like deli sliced turkey. He freaks out over turkey. Are you going to be on that screen for a little bit? Yeah. All right, I'll be right back. All right. Anyways... Um, yeah, I want to go this way. So, uh, right, so you set it up and you remove the old hardware clock and then you, you create the, a proper hardware clock and you basically just put it into um, live you dev hardware clock. There's like these like, you know, stuff where you do it. Okay, now you're ready. So now you have a Raspberry Pi. And here's the secret. Well, you don't have to, it's, Easiest if you set up your Raspberry Pi to be on the internet. Otherwise, you have to set the time. So get it so the time is correct. So this is the correct time. And then what you can do, like it'll automatically set the time if it's on the internet. So that, that's what makes it easier. Um, you can set the time with the date command. You can set the time. Um, like time zone, you can you can set like the hour using like the the you know setup of like month month day day hour hour month you know minute minute. 
Um, you can look online for the, how to set the time of date. But honestly, I find it easiest to like put it on the internet, have it sync the time once because once the module has the time set, um, you can remove it and with the battery installed, it's, it's good forever. So actually I'm gonna install that battery because it's time to install the battery. And uh, first thing you can do is you can read the time and you'll notice it actually won't, it won't be right. Oops. Sorry, double clicked. Cron bonnet has been suggested. Ooh, cron bonnet, that's funny. Um, okay, so for example, the time read from the hardware clock says it's 2004. Wow, that would be great, but it's not. It's not 2004. It has the wrong time because when the um, real-time clock starts up, it's like, I don't know what time it is. I, I'm going to guess it's the 2000s. Sometimes it says like 1970, whatever. So now you have to set the clock. So do pseudo hardware clock write, W for write. And that writes the time over I squared C. And then when you read the time back, you'll get this. It's going to be off by like a second, a half a second, because um, the Raspberry Pi has like microsecond precision, but the real-time clock only has second precision. Like it only knows like discrete seconds. It can't store milliseconds. Um, so as you read from it, it's always going to be off by like, you know, approximately half a second. And it can get as high as, if you get it right as the time changes, it'll be off by one second. Um, but that's it. Now, when you reboot the Pi, and if you rebooted it without internet, when it comes back up, it'll have the correct time always. And we'll have the correct time for about seven to 10 years. Um, that, that coin cell will only get used, the power only gets used when there's no main power. So you don't have to worry about like, oh, should I remove the battery if it's powered from USB? Um, Real-time clocks are smart enough that they'll notice when there's main power versus backup power and they'll automatically switch over. So that's what is so handy about real-time clocks. I have some breaking news from the chat room. Okay, have they revolted? No. Cronut has been suggested. <laughs> the Cronut? Cronut? But then someone says Cronut sounds too much like the Conut project. I don't know what the Conut project is. I don't know either. But that's the um Cronut. Cronut. Thank you. And that's that's it. So that's just a little introduction to real-time clocks. And just showing off the hardware as I'm testing it. Um, I made this little thing so you can plug it in. Mm -hmm. and, well, when is this going to be in the store, you think? Like next week. Yeah, really? That fast? Yeah, because we got all the, the PCBs. I have to order stencils, but we'll probably fab it on like Wednesday or Thursday. So like about like one week from now. Okay. That's pretty cool. Unless something goes terribly, terribly wrong. Okay. All right. Well. Cron it. Cron bonnet. Thanks for tuning in to Desk of Lady, every, Lady Ada, everyone. If you would like to support this show and others, please purchase something on Adafruit.com. This is actually how we do all this. Like a cronet. <laughs> I actually have breakout boards for the, the, the real-time clock, so if you want to build one, you don't, if you don't need this little plug-in thing, you can, um, you can just pick up any real-time clock. Or just check out the tutorial. It's on Learn. One of, what, 12,000 tutorials we have? Yeah. There's a lot. The Conant Project is a collection of recordings of supposed numbers, stations, and odd radio broadcasts. I'm going to check that out. That sounds exactly like something yeah, I would we like. Yeah, should, we should have like a little kit to make a number station. I think it would be cool.
Okay. Well, that's the desk of Lady Ada. Yeah. This one was about time. Time. Reflection. Yes. 2004. To be able to look back at one's life with satisfaction, Lady Ada, yes. is to live twice. Very deep. Yes. Thank you so much. That's the desk of Lady Ada. Thanks, everybody. We'll be here all weekend. We'll yeah. Do, we'll do some more broadcasts. Maybe we'll have some fun broadcast tomorrow. Can't talk about what it would be about, but... It'll be it'll neat. Be, it'll be pretty cool. We have some things. We have some special It'll be super thing. cool. Special things. Y'all are going to like it. You're Thanks like for it. Uh, watching. Hit like, subscribe, and all that stuff. Pick up a kit. We'll keep doing this because, like, I really feel like we got to keep doing this. If you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Do you have this cool art? We got some stuff going on. There's nice art. Yeah, this is uh, footage from us loading our reels for a pick and place machine, in case you're wondering. And then in the background of Lady Ada, this is our prototype run that we've been doing for Circuit Playground uh, M0, also called Express. Um, we did a, a very limited run to get the first round to our uh, partners that are getting these early. So, uh, you know. These are pretty cool videos, and then I like the overhead. Can you go back to the overhead? Yeah, sure. This is me. Do whatever you want. Look, I can, like, I can talk about Raspberry Pi. Like, yeah. I think everyone should be uh, excited. Yeah, we're, look, look we're, really, we're really pushing what's possible with electronic videos. I can, like, yeah. I can grab the chip. I'm crashing your CPU. I'm crashing it. Yeah. I'm crashing. All right, that's it. Or maybe just squeezing it gently. Okay. Good night. Later, folks.